Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to the Sunday Book Review. The Sunday Book Review is the series where I discuss books which impact the compliance practitioner, the legal professional, and the business professional. I hope you will enjoy this episode. The Sunday Book Review for July 4, 2021, The American Revolution Edition. This comes to us from John Furling's list of top books on the American Revolution. Number one, Paul Revere's Ride by David Fisher. David Fisher relates countless fascinating details about Paul Revere's midnight ride to warn the regulars are coming, but his book concerns far more. Revere had been dispatched when it was learned the British Army was sending a force to destroy the colonists' arsenal in Concord, Massachusetts, and his alert would cost the Redcoats the vital element of supplies. Surprise, rather. Blood flowed in Concord, Lexington, and along the battle road throughout the British Army's nightmarish tramp to Boston on April 19th. That made it a fine day in the view of Samuel Adams. Members of the colonial resistance had long been prepared to fight for their freedom. Britain's use of force outraged most colonists like George Washington, who felt a brother's sword had been sheathed in his brother's breasts. The outcome would not only be a disaster for the British government, bolstered the colonists' belief in the power of armed resistance. Next up, the War for America, Piers McCasey. Principally, this is a study of making an execution of the British strategy in the only war Britain lost in a 150-year string of Anglo-French conflict. The author focuses on Britain's ministers who were responsible for the Army and Navy and their two commanders-in-chief. The choice for the war was an imperial dream of power undertaken to prevent France from profiting from American independence. British leaders never thought America could be conquered, but they believed the defeat of the Continental Army, combined with America's own war weariness, would lead to victory. The British Army failed due to the confusion of General Howe and the passivity of General Clinton. Above all, London lost for the first time, and England faced a war it had never faced, a world war which was unable to maintain maritime supremacy. Next up, The Men Who Lost America by Andrew Jackson O'Shaughnessy. The author subjects 10 key British decision-makers who oversaw the conflict in America. Each made mistakes, but none are the scapegoats for Britain's loss. The generals and admirals were seasoned veterans and among the ablest available for command. He finds the British war effort was so plagued by fundamental problems that victory could have been elusive regardless of the cast of characters. Britain's primitive administrative system was ill-equipped for waging a world war and overcoming debilitating logistical objectives. Next up, The Devil of a Whipping by Lawrence Badgett. This book focuses on the Battle of Cowpens, which is overshadowed by other clashes, many of which are less important. However, the author argues that Calpens, an engagement between two small armies that lasted less than 40 months, was minutes, was indeed a turning point. Not only was it crucial in restoring America's sagging morale, but its impact on the British Army was immense. No battle in this war featured more colorful commanders. And the book reveals the gore, valor, and savagery of a battle that cost Britain 90% of its men and ended with the British commander running for his life. And finally, we have The War of American Independence by Don Higginbotham. 
This is uh, focused on America's home front, its economy, and the condition of the nation's enemies. Royal Navy crippled by deficit hawks was fatally equipped. Higginbotham maintains that the Republican Army maintained a remarkably loyal to the civil authority and the goals of the revolution. America won its independence thanks to Washington's leadership, a capable army, indispensable state, militia, and above all, French assistance. Of course, British failures were no small part of help. I hope you have a joyous and safe July 4th. This month on The Compliance Life, I feature Asha Palmer. Asha is the CECO at Conversant, and she has a great journey to the CECO chair. So check out Asha Palmer on the July edition of The Compliance Life. Also, one of the most ubiquitous terms we've heard in 2021 is ESG. I recently premiered the ESG report, where I take a look at ESG, slice it and dice it in multiple different ways, but primarily from the angle of the compliance professional and the compliance perspective. So check out the ESG report on the Compliance Podcast Network. Finally, on Compliance Man, this season, we're looking at the questions of true or false as Tim Basinov, Katerov, and I pose a question and then ask whether it's true or false. The Compliance Man brings the perspective of the compliance professional in emerging markets. Check it out. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.